Had you actually read the email, you would know that the podcast you are about to listen to could contain explicit language and offensive content. These HR experts' views are not representative of their past, present, or future employers. If you've ever heard, my manager is unfair to me, I need you to reset my HR portal password, or can I write up my employee for crying too much? Welcome to our little safe zone. Welcome to Jaded HR. seconds but welcome to jaded hr the podcast by two hr professionals we want to help you get through the workday by saying all the things you're thinking but say them out loud i'm warren and this is feathers all righty back again we have such a great time with our guests last week eileen and glinda so i want to give them another thank you for being our guests last week i'm sure we're going to have them come back again very soon but yeah it, we're got a, I got a couple of stories in the news I want to cover today. Some of them are sort of follow-up stories. and then, But before we get to that, I do want to thank Hallie, our original Jaded HR Rockstar, for continuing, yet continuing to support us on Patreon. If you haven't noticed, I have not been running any ads this month. I'm, I'm going to stop trying to run some of those ads unless they're actually a good ad on the podcast. I'll forego the, the money. So you want to see us not have those bad podcast ads, go ahead and support us on Patreon. We have a new lower level, the intern level you can get in at. So check that out. The link is in the show notes. But I want to start off with some sort of follow-up type things. First follow-up, a few episodes back, we did the Severed Heads episode, and now uh, they made Jod Hyman's list for worst employers. So I think that's a, that so far, that's a pretty captivating candidate for worst employer. I mean, putting severed heads on your desk has got to be a winner. So I like that. But another follow-up, and this is- You know, I thought of thought here for a second. Okay. When, when you fuck over your labor budget, I should have the ability to come in and just put a severed head on your desk. Like, get your <laughs> budget shit fixed. Your labor dollars are all fucking atrocious. This is what's going to happen to you. Get your fucking <laughs> dollars straight. Uh, Excuse my rant. Yeah. I'm in budget season and I'm fucking pissed off. Yeah, I when when managers just screw things up for you, and it just always seems to be the same two or three managers. You might I don't know how many managers you deal with, but it's it's the same couple ones each and every blessed time. So yes, <laughs> but uh, in the news lately has been an article on this person. I forgot to put her name down, but she works at Lowe's. She worked there for 13 years. She's a 68 year old lady. And she attempted to stop some robbers from, uh, stealing from the Lowe's she worked at and she got fired. And I wanted to compare and contrast this story to the Lululemon one we did a month or two ago, but So the whole story is three gentlemen come in and robbing. They fill the cart up with over $2,000 worth of merchandise, and then they try and make it out. What this lady does, she grabs the cart and tries to sort of stop them where what happens next, the, the robber punches her in the face pretty good. The pictures of her face did not look, did not look too good after that. Well, she did get fired. 
from Lowe's. But update as of this morning, Lowe's rehired her. So, but I, I think this one, unlike the Lululemon, when I was saying, yeah, the person number A, we wouldn't fire, but person number B who chased him out the store, I probably, I wouldn't raise an argument. But uh, she said at first she thought she'd just get reprimanded or something. And then her defense was she just gets tired of seeing things go out the door. She said, I lost it. I just lost it. I basically lost all the training, everything they tell you to do. I just lost it. And you know what? I can, I can see that, you know, how frustrating it must be. You know, it's happening. You're seeing it happen right there in front of you and you cannot do anything. The, the three people that were robbing the Lowe's did get caught and they're being charged. But she did get her, unlike the girls from Lululemon, she did get her job back. So that's pretty, that's pretty interesting, especially after being with the company for 13 years. I was like, okay, I can, I can see that one happening. See that I could justify that termination, escalating things, essentially putting herself and others in, in harm's way. And ultimately she put herself in, in harm's way with that. So yeah, that, that was in the news lately, but guess what was in the news today? You're going to love this one. Well, I'm going to go backwards for one second. So I'm going to be the okay, grammar shoot. place. I'm going to be the grammar place on you. You can't uh -oh. be number A and you can't be number B. You can be Did I say that? Number, yep, you can be number 1 employee or number 2 employee, but you can't be a let you could be letter A. So, I made a big note over here as you were saying that. I'm like, "Oh, grammar, <laughs> grammar yes, police or language police <laughs> needs to come out tonight." I need to. I need that sometimes. That's see, that's the thing. When I get it, think when you get thinking, when you get thinking, <laughs> no, it's when you when get, get talking. I stop thinking. The two don't work at the same time, all the time. So, yeah. Well, th this sort of goes right into that story from today, July twenty fifth, from Eric Meyer on LinkedIn. Two senators, one from Pennsylvania, one from Hawaii, are sponsoring legislation that they claim will protect and empower workers by preventing employers from relying exclusively on artificial intelligence or bots to make employment decisions. The bill is titled the No Robot Bosses Act of 2023. So here we are. AI is here. I've mentioned any number of times I'm using it to produce this episode. I'm using it. I even expanded just the last week on how I'm using it in for this episode. And AI is here. It's here to stay. But I think people are just getting their, their panties in a wad over everything. Oh my God, Terminator's coming. They're going to take over the world and, and things like that. And we're going to become servants to the, to the system. But I, I really don't think that I, yes, it's going to cost some people their jobs, but it's going to create so many more jobs. If you're that buggy whip operator you're, or manufacturer, you're probably not long destined for the, the employment world, but the people who are going to succeed going forward are the people who know how to use AI, how to prompt it, how to double check it. I think I mentioned on a prior episode, I asked ChatGBT to tell me everything they knew about Warren Workman. And it talked about this baseball umpire who worked for the, in the ALCS and in the seventies and eighties and the world series and like 83 and all this other stuff. I'm like, oh, okay. Warren Workman is, was a baseball umpire, but never made it to that level. <laughs> so, and if I was in 1970 something, I wouldn't have been old enough to do much good on to anybody on the on the field as an umpire. But people just so you'd, be, you'd be equivalent to most of them right now. I mean, they can't call balls and strikes either. Ooh, yeah, and I, I, 
uh, yeah, I still see those those things. I still I, I still own and operate the world's number one umpiring website out there, but uh, umpire fan site, believe it, there is such a thing. But Sh- shameless plug, people. Shameless plug. Shameless, nobody's going to go there from here. But anyways, just yeah. like nobody from there comes here. But uh, no. So some of the points of this bill is they want to do pre-deployment and periodic testing and validation of automated decision systems for issues such as discrimination and biases before they're put in use for employment-related decisions. Employers need to train individuals or entities on the proper operation of automated decision systems. And then timely disclosures from employers on the use of automated decision systems. And it goes on. But AI is only as good as the person who's using it. You can ask AI follow-up questions. Sometimes they're good. You can even ask it, how sure are you on this? Or cite your source on things. And sometimes it'll shoot something else out. And sometimes it, it won't. It's, it's a good tool, but it's getting better each and every day. And as we, we get it further and further into AI, it's going to be a big thing. And another law that's out there right now, I don't have in my notes all the details, but in New York City now, of course, New York City, you cannot use artificial intelligence in your hiring process because they think it's going to be discriminatory. And their argument is you have a system that you are telling it, hey, we're like hiring 25-year-old white males. And it sees that and it develops a pattern and it's going to continue and perpetuate that. But that could be a potential, a potential issue, but you can continue, you can validate it and you can work with it. Tim Sackett, he writes a blog almost every day online. You should check out it. He's one of the hosts of HR Famous is talking about how the good things of AI are outweighing the bad and how to, to counteract these things. So I think, I think this is interesting. I think it's a knee-jerk reaction. I, I don't ever see, or I don't immediately see AI making decisions. Oh, Warren did this. We got to fire him because HR, we love the gray areas. We we like the gray areas. Sometimes we look for the gray areas because eh, we need to make things happen or just judgment and discretion and giving it all to AI. Yeah, it's going to be uniform, but we've already talked about those uniform systems like point systems in, in certain environments that how awful they are when they're, you're being ultra uniform and it can actually be discriminatory just the same. So anyways... I'll be keeping my eye on that legislation as it's two things I'm interested in, HR and AI. So anyways, so last week with the ladies from Surfing Corporate, we, specifically me, did a lot of shitting on Generation Z, the Zoomers. And yet here it is, just last week, a news article came from WTOP out of Washington, D.C., July 18th, written by Jeff Claybaugh. So this blows me away. And I, I, of all the things that I could see happening in the employment world, this was not going to be one of them. The opening line is nearly half of all companies are now using office etiquette training in an additional 18% plan to implement it by the end of next year, according to a recent survey of HR managers by Resume Builder. And... It goes on to say that Generation Z is entering the workforce unable to work in an office environment. Here's a line from the article. Managers have called these youngest of workers the most difficult to work with because of poor communication skills and lack of much, if any, prior exposure to the workplace environment, and it's not acceptable. Training that they're doing, this etiquette training, consists of things like 
how to take constructive criticism, how to give feedback, and how to accept it. Another big part of it is how you dress in the office. What is appropriate attire? Another article I saw on the same topic, basically from HR Dive, companies' reasons for this requiring these classes vary from employees wearing too casual clothing to not being able to make polite conversation, or they end up talking about politics or religion at work, and they're unable to write professional emails. So, yeah, never in my mind. If, If they are not coming out of high school or college, heaven forbid, with these type of skills, our educational system is completely failing. And to think that it says 50, nearly 50% of companies have this and another 18% are about to go there, like, wow. It goes on, and I found this interesting. I think it could be potentially discriminatory. Among companies that say that etiquette training is or will be required for only some employees, 54% say the training will be for most, most or all new college graduates aged 18 to 27. So you, as a, as a Z, have to take this, but me, as an X, don't have to take this. I'm like, I would hate to take this if I joined a new company and they put me in there. But I think, that, you know, what's, I think you're going to have to make it uniform. You can't only give harassment training to the males. You have to give it to the, the, the women in the office as well. So Generation Z, you're just screwing everything. I mean, I'm just trying to think I've worked in the office so long. I'm not sure I know how to dress or talk in the office either. Went from like when we first went out for COVID, it was like, oh, I got to be on camera now. Let me put a collared shirt on. Now I'm just like, all right, yeah, wear a hat. I just make sure I want to wear a tank top or come right back in from a run for a call. Like it's, <laughs> it's dramatic. profusely. Yeah, it's, it's dramatically gone down like what was tolerable three years ago to now. It's like, I don't care. And it's not just me. Other people that I oh, yeah. work with or whatever, they're also the same way. It's like, yeah, we don't care anymore. Or people who three years ago would have their camera on always don't anymore. And I'm like, oh, fuck it, I don't care. <laughs> they just they just don't care at all. Right. Well, I want to continue shitting on Generation Z. Nice. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it. This comes to us from Karen Michael in the Richmond Times-Dispatch on July 17th. And this is a particular Generation Z person. Well, there's this girl. She's on TikTok, Instagram, or anything, everything like that. And she is going on a rant that employers do not respect her, quote-unquote, time blindness. And so basically, in an interview, she, she asked people, how to how are they going to accommodate her time blindness, which causes her to be to, late to work each and every day? And apparently, one employer just said, basically, F you, get the hell out. There's no such thing as time blindness, and you have to be to work every day. So, yes, there can be accommodations if you have a, a legitimate disability that may require you to have some flexibility in your work schedule. But to be late every single day, just, and oh my gosh, the comments on LinkedIn after this article, they're like, it's called an alarm clock. <laughs> it's, it's called set memos. It's set, set reminders. It is, I'm one of the most ADD people in the world on things. I go from squirrel moment to squirrel moment to the next thing. And it's most frustrating to my wife is I will change subjects on the drop of a dime and 
she doesn't even know where I, she was in this conversation. Now we're in this conversation and she didn't, there's zero transition between the two. And she's like, what the fuck are you talking about? So right. I am extremely ADD and I jump around like that, but, and I, I have a history of being late, but I know, damn it, I'm going to be on time to work in my meetings because that's important. And, but Karen McMichael, or excuse me, Karen Michael goes on to say, make no excuses, get to work on time every single day. She also talks about how she finds that her use of the word phrase time blindness, very insulting to those who have legitimate sight impairments, which I can absolutely see on that. And then she plugs her book. She you says, see, you can see this... on that. <laughs> she plugs her book. It says they need to read. She needs to read my book, Stay Hard, which of course has a chapter titled Be On Time to Work. <laughs> so it's, I don't know, this person. And I, apparently they cite some articles they've seen on the internet about time bondless and other people are saying that's not a disability. It's getting lost in your work. It lose track of time. Everybody loses track of time from time to time, but that's not a disability that you're going to get a, an accommodation filled out a request for. I mean, you can't, you can't make up your own disabilities, people. I mean, I have, if we, if we look back at college, half our fraternity brothers would have failed out of school because they were on their own time clock. <laughs> never do an 8 a.m. class. <laughs> yeah. I, I made the mistake one semester because it fit into my schedule. I did a 7.30 biology class, and it was one of those lectures, freshman biology with 200 people in the room. And I did it at 7.30, and oh, You're I'm right. not a morning person at all. You're and right. yeah, I, I was an idiot, but it fit in my schedule, man. It fit in my schedule. <laughs> It's crazy. And there was no online universities or anything back then. You had to physically put your butt in the seat every day. And back then, exactly. you also posted your your grades by your social security, social security number, number outside the door. <laughs> if, if identity theft was a thing back then, wow. I mean, you walk I mean, in they were any classroom. They were on our student IDs with our name. Yeah, yeah. Or, you know, I, I was the secretary of our fraternity and I'd have to get everybody's GPAs. I just had you write down your name and your social security number. And I went to the registrar's office. They didn't even ask two questions. Hey, I need everybody's GPA on this list. Okay. And a day or two later, I'd come back and here it is. I had everybody's, there was like zero privacy. I don't know. Zero fucks given. That's what it was about everything. So it's, it's really, really crazy. So. Now, there, there's a lot of really cool HR things in the news, and I, I'm continuing to explore AI. I was working with our recruiter just today on using the proper AI prompts to maybe update our job descriptions. And I was, I work in a very specialized industry in the engineering and technology area, and I, I gave it the, some prompts, and I ended up getting a probably 80% their job description for some of our tough niche type of jobs just by giving it the correct prompts. And I was really surprised. And it, it put more information in it than I gave it that was actually quite accurate. So I was, I was working with my recruiter on how to use those prompts and how to make, narrow it down to get it where you want. And then I said, hey, this is 80% there. We just have, you know, to tweak it a little and bam, where it's done. And so yeah, it's going to be it's going to be interesting. I think it's going to start saving people a lot of people a lot of times, but 
It's not coming for your job anytime I, soon. I hate writing job description. Oh, I'll teach you as I was working with my. I, I yeah, hundred percent. My recruiter, we 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 just spent an hour and we got like in an hour we got four or five job descriptions up to eighty percent, and then we just fill in some tweaks, some uniqueness about us. It did not do a good job because I asked for it to list standard physical and mental requirements of a job for this. And it, that's probably the area we'll, we'll just cut and paste what we already have, but it did not, did not do well there, but it was, it was really surprising how well it did. So anywho, I don't have much more for today. It's a little bit of a shorter episode, but after our last week's hour and 10 minute episode, I think, I think we, our listeners deserve a little break from us. <laughs> <laughs> Not that long of a break. Come back each and every week. But right. yeah, that's all I got. I do want to announce we have another very special guest coming up. Actually, a couple of guests coming up that we're really excited about. So keep on listening. Keep coming back. Keep supporting us. Leave us your reviews. Follow us on your favorite podcast player. Guess what? I I put a, threads. I did a threads account for Jaded HR. Not that I used. I created like Twitter and, and Facebook and all these other Jaded HR accounts when we first started this thing. And now I only use Instagram. I haven't used it, but like once in the last month. And, but now I have a threads. <laughs> so what the hell? I doubt I'll do anything with it, but we, we will see. So anyways, follow us online, check out the show notes for all the ways you can support us. Leave us a review. Reviews are just so helpful in helping other people find the show. And also tell a friend if you have a cool story, it's been a long time since we've had a listener story, but once again, it's been a long time since I've asked for them. Send us your listening, your listener stories so that we can get you, yeah, it's easy for me to say, get your story on there, maybe even have you on as a guest to tell your story firsthand so we can question you, dive a little deeper on that. So, yep. The voice artist, as always, is Andrew Culpa, and the intro and outro music is The Devil with the Devil by the Underscore Orchestra. I'm Warren. And this is Feathers. And we're helping you survive HR one what-the-fuck moment at a time.